It's a Tuesday evening on 97.3 City FM in Accra, in Ghana, and all over the world. This is City Trends. My name is Philippa Sean and City Trends is live. Well, today we have quite a lineup for you. The main dish that we are serving you today is trying to give you a good understanding of what the Momo tax is all about. The good, the bad and what other alternatives are there to consider. In the studio with me are two personalities who are going to help us and give us some very good perspectives. We are going to get a very good legal grounding of all of it. And then also from a business point of view, and then from a telco sort of point of view, we're going to get a good understanding of exactly what this whole brouhaha is all about and um, why it's important for us to pay attention to it. Later, we'll have a conversation with the folks from MEST as well, um, who are very, very busy these days and up to quite a, a lot as well. You can join the conversation on our WhatsApp number 0549-986-996. And the, mon the number you can reach us on once again is 0549-986-996. You can reach us on Telegram and of course and on WhatsApp as well. Your comments are also welcome on Twitter. Simply send us a message on Twitter. Um, include the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N- DS. So let's get the show on the road. Last week, the finance minister popped up in parliament and read out two hours of a budget statement. Um, it was received, you know, in different quarters in different ways. But one of the sticking points um, from that conversation actually had to do with the introduction of a new tax for want of a better expression and it has been labeled as the momo tax but um what exactly is this tax um are there any good points to it are there any bad points to it and really um are there any better alternatives that should have been considered instead we are going to get into that in just a bit but I just felt it would be proper that we actually try to understand um, what this tax was all about. And so we're going to um, kick things off with um, the lawyer in the room. She's a tech attorney at um, 8 Geeks at Law. It's kind of interesting because she's got spectacles on, which makes it even better. <laughs> um, her name is Nanadra Amponsa Mensa. Yes, so Nanadra is here with us. And Derek Lai um, has... It's interesting. Derek wrote about this exact same thing about seven months ago, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, seven months ago. Seven months ago, Derek wrote about this same issue. Um, so we'll be, you know, touching base on some of the issues that he raised. He's a digital financial services expert and director at ADEF. Lady and gentlemen, you're welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. So um, since this is... This has a certain level of legal basis and grounding. Um, Nanadra, if you could give us a sense of what exactly is going on, um, what was announced, <laughs> and um, you know why, 
why should we pay attention to it? Thank you, thank you. So basically, what was announced, I, I believe we are, we, are, we are headed, so I'm not going to read out the entire budget to you. But the, the minister has basically said that um, in, in order to improve um, the fiscal situation in Ghana, they intend to impose a tax on e-transactions. We keep calling it Momo tax. I think we should correct, let's correct ourselves. Okay. Momo is obviously mobile money, which is specifically referring to the MTN transactions. Right. It's the e-transaction levy, which is electronic transaction levy. Right. And they intend to put a 1.75% tax on every transaction. And according to the budget, there have been some, um, some rectification since then, but I'm going to speak specifically to the budget, which is what was read in Parliament. Which will be safer as well? Much, much safer. <laughs> Until, you know, everything is finalized. I'm right. going to stick to the words of the budget. That Absolutely. The 1.75% the levy is going to be on all transactions, electronic transactions, bank transfers, and inward remittances. Yes. Yes. So Derek is here. He's uh, obviously the expert on this. <laughs> when it, as you wrote an article seven months ago. So Derek, jump in if, if, if you think I'm, I'm misreading well, the, the budget. Okay. You're doing so well. Why, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, and so that is what the, the levy is specifically. It's going to be on these things. Okay. So, so that is what we have. Yes. Now, do you... I'm trying to find the best way to ask this question. Um, is it is it a problem from where you sit? Is it a problem? Right. That's a leading question. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a problem. Right. If we are all honest in this room, the government needs to make money. Right. And taxation is a is a major way that governments make money right. in order to improve the, the, the economy. Right. You understand? And so they need to tax something. Mm -hmm. In 2020, mobile money transactions, electronic transactions alone were over 500 billion CDs mm -hmm. worth in value in the country. Right. And the government did not recoup anything for, from this, apart from the corporate taxes that these companies themselves will pay. Uh -huh. okay. The government themselves, Derek, you're about to be jumping <laughs> on my neck on that one. <laughs> I cut you just on time. So the government, apart from corporate taxes, mm -hmm. did not recoup anything from the principal, right. which is the monies that were moving in, in the country in these transactions right. at all. Right. And so um, it's, it's, it's low-hanging fruit. Right. It's, it's such an easy way to, to make money. Mm -hmm. But the government has to tax some things. Right. So I'm not going to jump in here and say it's a good or a bad thing. But I'm saying that the government needs to tax things. And this seems to be like a fairly easy way to, to get, get some money. Done. Yes. Right. So it, it makes sense that they would think of doing that. So, Derek, uh, we will start off with the good. F fairly easy, very, fairly lazy. <laughs> uh, we'll start off. We'll come to the bad. But let's yeah. start off with the good. Do you see any good in the, the, the Look, levy? So just to support uh, my sister here. It's not the good at this stage really satisfies government that needs money badly. And everybody is saying government needs money badly. But we also need to appreciate that a lot of why a lot of the reasons why government needs money, well we are we're really not the back of a pandemic, that's one. Um, but then also some of the reasons why we are where we are is also self-inflicted. Um, I was I was arguing with a couple of colleagues on the platform the last couple of days and I was telling you that for the things that we need as as a country, we need to go and get loans. 
for the thing that the things that government wants there's money for it mm. and that's a part of the problem or that's a part of the reason why we are where we are so you hear people say oh, we're going to buy a, a private jet there's money for that mm. but when it's time to build roads <laughs> we all have to throw money inside but mm. the private jets whose money are we using to buy it mm. so does the, the the state where we are as a country a bit of this is also self-inflicted right this is the same government that uh, my government has borrowed in excess of all the three, four governments before it. So we are at a, pro- we are at a point where really government is trying to head towards fiscal con- consolidation. It's trying to, as much as possible, try and be, be debt to GDP t- de- debt to GDP ratio is doing about 77%. It's trying so hard to be able to straighten the books. So there's a reason why they need money badly. And they need money badly. And if you look at even the expectation behind this tax, mm. Government is seeking to raise about 6.9 billion. Mm-hmm. Even imports for the whole of 2022, the target is 5 billion. So that tells you how this tax is almost like a do and die affair right. for government it because this money, this money must come. It but must the question happen. is will the money come? No, but my question is is there any positive? So the, 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 my answer to that is that the only positive is that government will get some money out of it. But to clarify a bit of what um, um, council said a while ago, Apart from, apart from corporate taxes and withholding tax that was paid on the commissions that we give to agents and merchants and suppliers and vendors within the space, that total came to about 250 million CDs last year. So the point is, without even taxing it directly or this way or in this nature, government got 215 million um, CDs from mobile money. Um, and so if government wants more, it's important that there are certain things that need to happen. And I'm sure we'll get into that in a bit. But really, in terms of where we are right now with the tax, I do not see any positives from it with regards to... At all. At all. For, 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 for the want of the people that I represent, i.e. the general consumer, there's a very, it's like a long... Kicking the can down the road a long while to say, we are trying to rake money so that we'll build roads for you. But here's the issue. Are you going to get that money? Because I can tell you, I can be a prophet here behind this console right now and tell you that that $7 billion, um, will not be made. And it's for a couple of reasons and we'll get into that shortly. We'll get, we'll get, into, hey, we'll get into that shortly. Um, since we are on the basis of the good, you've mm-hmm. given us a good sense of the good mm-hmm. and why it's the good. So mm-hmm. since you started off with the good, is there any other good that you see in this particular tax? Okay, I really have to squeeze to find some more good. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Derek. So, yes, like, like I said, tax is inevitable. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to support the government to make everybody's life better. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So, the, the government needs our money. You, you are struggling. So, so <laughs> let's, let's move away from the let's struggle of the good. Let's make it easy. Let's, let's move away from the struggle of finding the good. Because yes. I'm guessing yes. that the number one good is that government needs money. That's needs all. money yes. And we'll be getting some money. Exactly. Now, Derek's contention is as to whether they will actually get, get that, that money. amount of money. They are That's another for. conversation for another yes. day. All right. So the good is out of the way. Clearly, government needs money. So exactly. the tax is important. Okay. The bad. Maybe I can start with the bad. Yeah, let's start with Derek on the and, bad. And and on the bad, it's for me a lot of the things that has been thrown around up until the point where we got to this stage. I just want to firstly say that you cannot fix a direct tax problem with an indirect tax. And that's very fundamental in this issue that we are having with regards mm. to mobile money taxation or e-levy 
um, all transactions, electronic transactions being taxed with the levy and stuff like that. Now, my issue is, as council spoke, she talked about the fact that there's over 500, and this was said by the minister, and it's been said by a lot of ministers and a lot of uh, communicators on this issue, that there's 500 billion value of, value of transactions is not anyone's income. And I'm going to explain that by saying that if I have 100 cities and I give the 100 cities to, to council, and council pass the 100 cities on to you, Philip, mm -hmm. we call it total number of transactions is two. Right. Now the count, i.e. the value of that count, is 100 cities and 100 cities. 100 cities to her, 100 cities to you. Right. That's 200 cities. Right. But is it exactly 200 that is you know, moving on the platform? It could be the same 100 cities. That same 100 cities can move around 100,000 times within the day, right. and we'll say value of transactions within the day was 100,000. But does it mean that, that that's not income? So for starters, starting off to say 500 billion transactions, it, it's not income. It's not anyone's uh, revenue that has been made certain mm. anywhere. Mm. And, and I've argued that what's the true value of mobile money? The total balance of float or total the, the money that is on our wallets across the whole country comes to about 8 billion. That for me can make a sense of what the value of the business is. Mm. In terms of what's coming into the operators from the transactions that happen, that's a separate conversation. Then we can look at revenue. Then we can talk taxation. So it's important that before we get to that point of we have to tax something, we have to already recognize that we are making to 15 million from the service. How can we make a bit more? And that's fair. That's a very good conversation. Right. Now, government also needs to appreciate the business models inherent here within the space. There's the fintech providers, there's a, there's a telcos who are uh, dedicated electronic money issuers. There are different providers all within the space doing different types of things, having different models. It's not for, it's not for any, any wild reason why we said beyond 1,000 operators were charging 10 CDs and they were capping all transactions at 10 CDs. There's a reason for that. Mm. There's a reason why during the COVID, 0 to 100 was free. Yeah. So when government says 0 to 100 is free of the tax, it sounds like it's novel, but it's happening already yeah. on some of the networks. And yeah. even for companies like Vodafone, running Vodafone Cash. It's free. P2P, whatever amount you're pushing, is free. Yeah. And it's also for a reason, because yeah. they want to build their base. Yeah. And they are taking their hits to build their base. MTN ran mobile money for, I think, close to six years. When MTN started mobile money, I was, in, I was working at MTN. The business made losses for, I think, about six years. And there was a reason why they did. They were making these losses because they were growing a habit. Mm. Traditional banking had been with that for in excess of one twenty years. At the point when mobile money came in, total, uh, total uh, population banked was about seven percent. Today it's in excess of thirty plus. So we've seen the impact of mobile money, and we've seen what is done for the bank population for, for the for the bank population and people within the rural communities. The question now is, and that's why I said you cannot fix an income or income tax or a direct tax problem with an indirect tax. Because what's happening right now is that the people within this um, um, low-earning low uh, rural bracket, they buy, they buy uh, carnation milk, they buy, they buy Indomie, mm -hmm. they buy things, they buy petrol, mm -hmm. they meet ESLA, they meet other types of excise uh, taxes, they, they, they meet other types of VAT. So they are paying certain levels of taxes. Let's not miss that point. But if we want to be able to bring in a lot more people within the direct tax, then we need to be able to be more open-minded about it. Right. And that's what I'm saying, that now we can look at the unintended consequences of a tax of this nature. There's Congo, there's Uganda, there's Malawi, there's Ivory Coast. And between these four countries I mentioned, they've all done something like this within the last year. What happened in Congo and in Uganda, 
there was a public outcry. They all started from 1%. They ended up at 0.5%. Mm. In Ivory Coast, they turned the tax around and flipped it for the service provider to pay. And in Malawi, they completely abolished it. So you can tell the nature of this tax and how it's very ANDS to everyone. And the fact that if you want to fix that direct tax problem I spoke about, what about those who are already paying direct taxes? Who are within, let's say, the within 10% bracket of uh, the, the paying tax citizens? They're, they're obviously going to be affected. And the truth is, if I even earn a thousand, and the thousand is on my wallet, I want to send my mother 200 CDs for her monthly upkeep. I get charged. I want to buy something above 100. I get charged. Everything I want to do with that same money, that perhaps maybe I might be in tax, income tax, at the point where I receive the money on my, on my mobile, mobile money account, I'll, I'll face some, some certain level of taxes. So what we've also seen is that across these countries that this happened, because the business models were disrupted, uh, agents began to close shop because people will stop using the, the agent network. And in Ghana, mobile money has uh, basically created um, um, jobs, employment of close to 450,000 plus people. Even NAPCO, our, our, our flagship NAPCO, was within 100,000. So this is not the kind of sector, a kind of space that you basically try some of these uh, things. It's almost like we are trying to test if it will work or it will not work. And especially, it's very dangerous. Especially the case, like you said, with, the, with, with all the countries that you mentioned, yes. where, you know, this sort of action has taken yes. place and there's been a backtrack. Yes. It kind of makes you wonder why lessons weren't learned. Exactly. In those, in and those and truth is, there's an alternative. And the alternative. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come to the alternative. The, the, and, okay. We'll come I, to I the mean, the reason why these lessons are, are important is that there's cash. Mm. The, the cash is still keen. So people are just going to go back towards cash because if I have to send a thousand CDs today, mm. it's not 10 CDs anymore. When the, when the, when the law is implemented, it's going to be 27.5. Mm. I hope I'm right. Yes, because the 10 CDs that you are charged against your 17, your, your 1.75. So, yes, you're doing about 27.5. So, my issue here right now is that you're going to have a situation whereby jobs are threatened and maybe more importantly for the service providers, they will reduce their investment right. because you, there's, a, there's a lot of uncertainty about where we are going with this. So, it's important that we step back a bit and look at the concerns that are being shared. The tax policy itself needs to marry the existing business models and why they were created the way they were created because we're growing a habit. And today there are so many people from the board chairman down to the butler or the garden boy. They all believe in the mobile man. They can say, oh, first enemy. They believe it will come. Yeah. That's a habit that you don't joke with because importantly, I keep saying, what are we getting from mobile money today? I talked about almost 500,000 jobs. I'm going to talk about 215 million that was got that was gotten from taxes, corporate taxes, and then withholding taxes paid to agents. There's also that whole phenomenon about growing the cash light economy, that whole phenomenon of digitization. Mm. You are strengthening an economy. You're putting the economy into a formal kind of a setting. I was in Nigeria a couple of days ago. You pick a number and they say, "Oh, boss, POS now." The the culture is ripe. It's supportive of mm. these. Uh, uh, payment channels and the guy was like oh he should, he just leave his details i should just send the money he's going and he was confident about it that the money will come now this mm. is the kind of economy that you want to grow when you grow a smart economy like our like our vice president con continuously touts you grow the economy to the point whereby you get to that point you, you can address people you know where people are you know people by their names you know them by their snip numbers you've tied their things to their their location and everything 
when government wants to even come up with property taxes, nobody can dodge because you can use system to tell where people are. And mm. now, because the people who pay taxes are under 200,000, the question now is that even if we suddenly we have 15 million people ready to pay taxes, GRA can accommodate them. So you need tools to pay. And that's where the likes of mobile money comes in handy. Mm. So people will use mobile money as a tool to pay. Why then do you tax the tool that will enable the payment of taxes? That remains the question. Listeners, you're still tuned in to 97.3 City FM. This is City Trends, and we are having a conversation about what we like to call the mobile tax, but what the lawyer doesn't um, <laughs> prefers that we do it. But, Nanadra, yes. your, your viewpoint on the bad, you've, you've given us a good sense of what the good is. Mm-hmm. What, in your opinion, are the bad? So I think Derek has made extensive points on 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 why this um, e-transaction levy will be a problem, but I I just wanted to point out something that um, is I think is a bit at variance with the existence of this this tax because in 2018 the the government of Ghana went into partnership with the Swiss bank it's a Swiss government sorry to promote the remittance grant facility, which was basically supposed to help. Um, companies like fintechs in in Ghana in the payment system to be able to develop innovative services and to basically make um, transactions that we're talking about now cheaper and reduce the burden on the poor. So that that tells you the the mindset of the government at the time, that they they cared about innovation, that they cared about reducing the burden on on the small person, on on making this easier, to have... um, partnered with the Swiss government to do this, right. it tells you where the government's mindset was at the time. Absolutely. And so I just find this tax to be at variance with that but position. Right. Because uh, now it seems as if the tax is punitive. It's, we're, we're trying to encourage digitalization, not digitization, digitalization. Right. We're, we're trying to encourage that. We're trying to bring in the unbanked. We're trying to improve financial inclusion. And that is what things like mobile money is doing it's a, a little easier to access almost everybody has a, a mobile phone and having momo is as easy as calling a, a number and registering with, with, with your id you don't have to walk to any bank to draw the, the map t- to your house you know it's it's straightforward it's easy and so it, it has been able to mop up a lot of the unbanked in the country there's still a, a huge number about 7.3 million people who still don't have access to banks but many people have mobile money. And so are also able to transact and receive money and send money. So the tax comes across as punitive. As if to say that we are encouraging digitalization, we want digitalization, but you will pay for it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's difficult to, uh, to understand. To digest. To digest, right. yes. And, and, and <laughs> Do you want me to just, just to add on to the point she just made? We, 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 we want to encourage it but yet we are taxing it. So the question right now is that what's the government plan, really? Because you you, you cannot tax... You, it's almost like you're trying to kill the, 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 the hen that lays your golden, golden eggs. <laughs> and that's... Just to tie to what she just said, government last year, the middle of last year, government launched three policies. There was a national physical... Sorry, national financial inclusion and development strategy. There was a digital financial services policy and then there was a cash light roadmap that was launched. Um, and there was, there was a whole excitement about these three policies. None of these three policies 
to support financial inclusion and drive uh, financial inclusion, particularly for even the NFID. Yes, we talked about the fact that the World Bank is working with government to currently increase financial inclusion from its 58% to 85% by 2023, helping to create economic opportunities and reduce poverty. None of these strategies and these whole excess of uh, plenty pages, academic theoretical pages related to financial inclusion, talks about taxing, taxing this, these services. Mm. So there's a, that we need to be able to marry what we are spending our time on and what we are communicating as what we want to do versus because at some point you realize that the vision can actually be in variance with the action right. and that's a concern so what is it is it necessarily just because it's such a low-hanging fruit it's it's like the easiest way of making money and probably that is why we have to go in that direction because i mean there there have been arguments and conversations made about how you know um we're taking away the 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 toll and so we are you know sort of hanging it around the neck of this particular levy they're having conversations about that is it is it just because you know for once we are able to get a good sense of how many people yeah. are actually making transactions yeah is it is it because for once we are able to track what actually happens and so it's it just makes it easier for us to just look upon that as the yeah. way to go no, no i don't know if so, that probably is the thinking i mean you and i were not there so <laughs> unfortunately i will not be able to speak to the mental states but what, what i can say is that um like you, you pointed out rightly that there is access to data now right. so now they are they are more aware of who is transacting, how much they are transacting, how often they are transacting. So what I think the government can do better is to use data and analytics to actually study the data that is available, to understand the, the, the demographics, so that the tax policies are backed by data. Right. It's, not, it's not enough that the, the number you know, exists and there's 500 billion is being thrown around. It's not enough. It has to be backed by data. Right. What demographic is doing these transactions? What is the value? Th and that will also be able to show us what the economic activities are. Right. Because like Derek rightly said, some of the money is just the same, um, the same amount being passed between the, uh, the same people. But if you be able to take from the data that these transactions that are going on on this side are economic activity, then we tax economic activity. Hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. so we're not just taxing the entire, it's not a blanket tax for all e-transactions, but we are taxing the ones that are obviously going for goods and services, right. actually going towards economic activity. Right. And so I think that's something that the, the government could look into. Maybe I'm just speaking into the air, but I'm hopeful that that's something we could use data analytics to be able to back our tax policies. Right. So we're not just um, coming across as if we are taxing low-hanging fruit, but we are going to be able to... It's a little more nuanced. A little more nuanced. So right. that when you, they explain it to us, we know that, yes, the government is thinking and um, they are making their policies based on facts. Right. Mm. And data. And data. Not just numbers and transactions You're happening right, Philip, because you see, like we always say, taxes have to be equitable. Right. Now, it's almost like I was making a, a funny analogy on social media and I was saying that me, I'm selling my watchy. I said my watchy is one CD. And that's how I'm selling my watchy. Then government says that Oh, the one CD is not plenty. A lot of people in the informal economy are eating your watchy power. So <laughs> add one CD, 75 pesos to your one CD and make it 275 and sell it two CD, 75 pesos. Ah, me that I invested in the watchy business, 
that I know what it means mm. to get to that point where I want to sell it one CD. What is your level of investment? Like mm. it's it's a very bold move, huh? And I really, I really for that, I really just, I, I really commend the government for that. It's a very bold move, but it's a very dangerous uh, approach. And that's why I know um, Nana already started talking alternatives, and that's exactly where I'm going to go right now, which is the fact that government itself needs to step back, begin to listen to the concerns. You're already is hearing, it not too late for them to do that? I no, mean, well, with no the budget, it's actually not too no, late. Not so late. Let, let me point out that the, the, the budget is a proposal. Yes, right. a it's a proposal, and in the constitution... In order for any proposal by government to, to pass, Parliament needs to pass an act. And so this is actually your, your chance, if you're upset about it, this is your chance to speak yeah. to your MPs and your MPs. You know, get them to, to go and represent you. That's the entire job. You have to represent their constituents. I mean, in, 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 in a classic world, mm. that is what is supposed to happen. Mm. Why can't we live in that world? Right. We vote for our MPs. <laughs> they, they, you know, they campaign in, in our constituents. Oh, I wish so it was true. <laughs> maybe they, they need to go to Parliament and speak for us. Right. I'm not saying that they'll go and say that people said they don't want the tax or cancel it. But, but they, at least they'll go and make a case for right. alternatives, yeah. which, which I'm sure we'll come to. I mean, so, we so, so what you're saying is it is still something that needs to be considered. Oh, yeah. it's, a, well, it's, it's largely it's, a statement and a proposal right. by the government. Mm -hmm. right. And there's a huge window of opportunity. I'm sure from now till January. when they want to debate till January uh, 2022, it's important. And already, if you watch, there's already a sense of uh, backtracking on some services. We're already hearing bank transfers are not part. This one is It's important that government needs to have these very... But Important. why didn't all of that conversation happen before the announcement so, was made? So, so you hear, consult, we consulted, we consulted. Then I, one of the questions I keep asking, I asked who? one party, we consulted who? who? They said we did the research. Then it gets yeah, It's the research that really baffles my mind. So Because, because apparently <laughs> the research says yeah. um, that 40% um, yeah. of Ghanaians actually transact below 100, 100 CDs. And like... I, I really couldn't figure it out. So, so, so you know, like I said, for even for research, it's dangerous because you see, like I was telling someone, what's the even population? With, with what's academic the sample research, size? Like, with academic research, before you even comment, you know your objectives. Mm -hmm. You know where you're heading towards. You're just trying to build a case around your thinking. Mm -hmm. So, I if I want to tax mobile money, I'll look for research data that supports taxing mobile money. So, it, it, they need to step back. There's a, there's a, there's a whole range uh, of of interested parties. There's a, 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 a e-commerce. Mm -hmm. Association, there's a bankers' association, there's a telecoms chamber, there's a technology chamber. They are all keen to have conversations with government, and it's important, like Nana rightly said, we need to step back, look at the data, make sense out of the data, and ask ourselves very important questions. How would the 1.75 advance the mobile money business or mm -hmm. advance this whole digitization, cash light agenda that we seek to develop? Because even with the one CD, for someone like me, before I stepped out of the industry a month ago, done this for 10 years everybody complains about the one even the one percent mm. and i used to ask what's the cost of the alternative as my defense so to come back to it and now come and turn it into 2.75 so maybe government can do one of the nice i call it the donald trump u10 1.75 we oh we will decide to listen to you we're going to make it zero point five. i i personally feel government should look at it from a 0 0.5 perspective mm. so that if the, if the charge becomes 1.5 it's more amenable. It's, it's yeah. It's, even it's though it was more palatable. Yeah, it would it would down some interest in right. the service, 
but it's very steep when you go 1.75 it's very dangerous as a, as a starter yeah almost but like like you all said like both of you said at the beginning there is a there's an almost desperate need for cash into the economy and so you would probably understand why we'll start off with a 1.75 instead of a 0.5 but anyway Nadra, so now we've seen the good we've seen the bad what are the alternatives so I think um, Derek has rightly mentioned the first alternative. I was going to suggest that instead of scrapping the tax, which I, I don't think is a viable solution, we can look at the quantum of the, of the tax. Mm, right. Because obviously 1.75 is, is going to be quite onerous. So like you said, 0 0.5 is, is not a bad idea. So the quantum of the tax, first of all. My second suggestion is, I don't know if anybody of any of you have noticed that in your mobile money wallets, sometimes in the middle of the year, you're getting some interest on the on the amounts you're, you're saving. Yeah. I don't think anybody, correct me if I'm wrong, is using the mobile money wallets as as, as a savings. You're, you're not necessarily expecting interest on the money that you're putting in your mobile money. Well, it comes. It comes. Well, so here's an idea. Mm. Why don't you rather care that? Let's, let's, let's turn that, that away from our mobile money. We haven't asked for it. We're, we're okay without it. I mean, it, it's nice that it comes. But it's not something anybody expects and therefore will be incensed if they don't get. Right. Why don't we rather care that to the government? It's a lot of money when it comes together. Why, why is the government not taking that instead? Right. And then leaving us be right. with the amount that we are paying currently. Such a pretty good. No, I can that's actually. Just, that's so, really you know, I'll be, I'll be honest. Nana has said what I didn't want to see on radio. They should tell, they should come and talk no. to you. <laughs> Nana has said what I didn't want to Nana, see on radio. You should, you you should consult for No, government. but you see, but Philip, the point, Nana, just to add on to the point Nana made, the point is really that with all our money on our wallets across the whole country, it comes to 8 billion. Mm. Now, this money does not sit with the telco, it sits with banks. Right. The bankies, when money sits with bank, what happens? It's used, it's, it's, exactly. trade. It's, 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 it's traded, it's, it's intermediated, money is used. Mm -hmm. The question right now is maybe government wants to look in that direction. Like, just can't <laughs> shout, wink, wink. Maybe you can look in that because you see, you need to be, you, you need to play in such a way that you do not end up distorting because the, the whole point behavior. is to get as many people into the financial um, system yes, as possible. Yes. That's the whole that's point the, of that's all the vision, of this. that's the goal. That's the goal. So we don't want to make it too hard. Right. Yes. And and you see, in having conversations with all these parties I mentioned, there's also um, Digital Finance uh, Practitioners, Ghana, and all these team members. We, you know, we can get to that point where government can build credibility, even in talking to players like the MNOs, in having, for, like, engaged conversations related to what can we get? Because it's the, it's the person who is really stirring the soup that can show you where the will is <laughs> and the and the and the and the beef is and the and the and the and the cocoa is hiding. If you're not if you're not the one stirring the soup, you probably just come and come and turn it in a way that you call you distort the nature of the soup. So it's really important that these engagements lead to alternatives. And the alternative is that we all believe that government needs to get some more money. Yes. Mm. And while we are preaching government needs to get more money, we also need to preach that government needs to use the money it gets judiciously. Mm. Because you can it can end up like we're fetching money what time to a basket. So when the money comes in, it needs to be used judiciously as well. So that when government wants money, people don't don't even have to complain. If people are seeing good roads, people are seeing extended services, mm. services that are amenable, that make sense to them. They you go out, you're able to enjoy certain things that you know that this is because my government exists. It, it it's not a problem if you ask to pay more. Mm. But the the outcry 
It's also largely because people do not feel that their money are be, their monies are being used for anything. Well, and that's why right. they are dodging. Right. So we need to also have that conversation in tandem with government needs money. So I can't say government needs money and not tell government to use the money judiciously. They move hand in hand. So whilst we preach that and we preach that government needs some money from the mobile money service, it's not like it's not getting it. It's getting two two fifteen million last year. <laughs> it's definitely going to get a, get more this year because the way and nature in which the the services is such that. It continues to grow. Mm-hmm. It continues to grow year on year. COVID kind of like shut it, but it's going to keep growing because it's an organic growth. And so anything that distorts the human behavior or that distorts the business model, it would definitely have an impact on human behavior, which will retard its growth. So it's important that government steps back and begin to do some proper simulation, some proper modeling that answers the question, how does 1.75 impact the business? as compared to how, how much was 0.2. Because I've, I've learned from this industry over a period of time that it's not the, it's not the amount of tax you place on the, on the service that impacts what you get, but sometimes a smaller, a smaller margin can actually still keep boosting growth and you basically make more than you would have expected. Is, are, there, are, there, are there any plausible solutions apart from the two that you you outlined for us i, I see you're trying to make me run the government from your studio i think th- because th- like i think you do a pretty good job with Why, the thank two. you it's not your fault but are there are there any other alternatives I mean, yes, i've given this some thoughts the two so yes. i i think i can also come up with one, another one so i i was thinking that you know in in order to push the digitalization agenda then um, the plan would be to rather encourage more e-transactions instead of taking cash out of the system. We want the cash to circulate within the, e- the e-space. So the government could alternatively tax cash out. That way, more people are going to you know, remain within the space. We're going to be transacting, sending money to each other, mm-hmm within the electronic space and if you must take cash out then you, then you pay, pay that tax hmm. not bad not bad, huh? not <laughs> no, bad but, but, but that's the whole logic behind if you if i send you money i pay one percent and if you want to go and redraw it into cash there's a one percent for you to pay because mm-hmm. of the i usually say the agent sitting there providing that service is not there to turn his skin yeah. he has to be able to make some money for providing you that service but like i said there are inherent different business models that imbibe the whole mobile money ecosystem which kind of still makes me wonder what level of consultation there was i mean because i mean how many days did it take you to like work through some of these options you know, like, I, I'm saying that like, I've been thinking. Is that a reason why the finance minister because, didn't come early? Because, like, <laughs> he was there was apparently asking. there was apparently research, like very, you know, extensive research yeah. that was done. I mean, there were stakeholder consultations. Apparently, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering. Throughout all these consultations, did it never come up as an alternative? Well, industry says like, they weren't because these are people exactly. who. These are people who have worked within, you know, this this system for well, in excess of ten years. I am sure somebody that would somebody would have thought about some of these options. You're a lawyer, like you. How much do they send you, like every month? <laughs> I'm just think. I'm just wondering yeah. what the level of consultation was because 
Derek, it's clear from your article as well that the lessons from the other African countries, like it's there, it's written. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not as if you're now traveling to another African yeah. country to go and yeah. sit under the feet of some chief and listen yeah, to him exactly. explain the problem. It's there, it's research. It's available for us to read and learn from. So what went wrong? But anyway, we are still talking alternatives. Derek. Oh, so like, I mean, for me, the, the alternatives are very straight. Like it, they need to re-engage. As a first step for finding any meaningful direction to take this tax. If, if the tax is passed in the way and manner in which it looks currently, currently. it's not going to go anywhere in the, in the sense that it will just destroy, it will destroy the, the, the whole two decades of hard work mm. in setting up and growing mobile money and uh, all these uh, digitization platforms, digitized platforms and all these fintech players. It will destroy the business models. So it's important that government sustains employment by engaging it's important that government uses an open mind engages all these players who are interested to once again engage government maybe let's say government they, they weren't paying attention that this was what they were saying this time around they have their attention they should ask them very important and very frank questions as to what how can we get what we need that that for me is the approach government wants x they need they need about seven billion how can they get it does it have to be a tax this way or what about if if what if we said let's make it a a, pro, a profit tax or a product tax maybe for whatever we you you charge we get x percentage out of it what would that give government all this modeling because you can't you can't make a tax but you can't make a tax decision like that mm. without engaging all the other models so that at the end of the day you you can be sure that this is the best way to go rather than go in a manner that it's not just about the fact that you're going to dampen usage or, or slow down usage there are jobs at stake their jobs are stake. And I keep saying Down mobile money mm. itself today is supporting effective monetary policy. Bank of Ghana uses the mobile money data for planning. Yeah. It's very, very important yeah. data for them. If you're able to move your informal sector, you're moving them slowly to a place that you can now see the movement of cash in the informal side. It's a very great tool to have for planning. And so it's important that we strengthen the growth of the, the activity within that space so that in the future, we can actually now use mobile money to develop certain things. Or we can use it to basically, it, it becomes a, the major platform to even pay taxes. So you want taxes, but you need to understand how, how will people be able to pay the tax if they don't want to use the tool that can enable them pay the tax. Yeah. So that's a very huge um, concern. Because I've always wondered, you know, why we haven't gotten to the point where all, you know, um, civil servants, you know, why, why wouldn't they all be paid using... The mobile money platform i mean mm. why, why why not why has it taken so long for us to get to that point where public sector workers should all be paid using yeah. the mobile money platform because in my mind it's easy it's easy to to track yeah, we are constantly complaining about ghost names yeah for once you'd actually have physical mobile numbers yeah. and names associated with them it's easy to track is why haven't we gotten to that point i'm thinking on until and unless we get to that point I honestly didn't feel that we should even tax it till we get to that point because then you don't have a mass mm. because the only the main problem we've had so far with cash is that it's, it's very very difficult to trace and it will take a while for you to trace mm -hmm. and to find out who is at the end of the line mm -hmm. but then if you get everybody digitized or if you get everybody on mobile money payments whatever it is yeah. it's very very easy for you to trace 
right down to what kind of activity is that going even on. an individual is engaged and, in. And I honestly yeah. feel like what you're saying, so. that is where you can probably start having a conversation about a tax with analytics and, and even with analytics be able to understand which kind of engagement this number is engaged in and if it falls within a tax bracket for what we need exactly. so that maybe you transact within a certain threshold within a month maybe there's a fixed maybe there's a fixed fee that you even need to pay within the month mm-hmm. you can look at all these models there's ad valorem type of taxation you can explore those ones but a blanket add-on tax to an existing service charge it's, it just skyrockets the burden on the consumer you're going to have a situation where people will probably say, ah, I'm supposed to give you 1,000 CDs. Where are you standing? Oh, I'm at a, I'm at Spintex. Okay, they come. Make a meet for a cram or make a put for your hand inside. <laughs> okay, so let me... Let me and that's jump. how I dodge it. <laughs> let me jump in on that. So I, I've heard um, that th- there's the fear, and Derek, you've also pointed out that the fear of people returning to cash yeah. mm-hmm. transactions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree. Mm. Only because, think about it, Derek, initially you were talking about the value of um, the mobile money service, the electronic transactions. The value is that it's also brought convenience. Absolutely. I can sit at home and send this thousand. If, if your mother lives in the village somewhere and you have to send her money, are you going to get on a bus or drive to the village just to hand her the thousand CDs? It's maybe initially because of um, the, the inconvenience of the tax. Some, of, some people might do that. Mm. But when we, we think about it, apart from having to pay these charges, the mobile money space has brought convenience for all of us. So do you mm-hmm. think that that is why... The, co- the convenience is a driving force it's, for taxes. It's such, it's such a convincing yeah. um, 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 position that government feels the need... That no matter what, we no will, still what transact. will still do it. We, we may still transact. Because um, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you're, you're the volumes. I'm sure oh, you're aware of this. That in Uganda, this this happened, and in the months following the tax, yeah. the the amount of money continued, but the volume of transaction dropped significantly. significantly. Yes. Mm. And so that's what might happen. But when you look at the graph, it starts to rise again eventually. But they dropped mm. the the tax value. They tax value. You see, so but I, I'm thinking as we're heading into these uh, lead up to these engagements towards next year. Mm. It's important that government even asks the operators a, a very significant question, which is, show us what the traction is since this announcement was made. It's yeah. very important. Right. Because already people are incensed about and it. People are already charging the tax. <laughs> <laughs> How, convenient. How convenient. How convenient. So it's important that we... Because every, everything in relation to this conversation we are having is supposed to be data-driven. Exactly. And so government needs to be able to even ask this very simple question of the operators, which is to sh- that you should share with them what the traction looks like, what the transaction volumes and the transaction values look like from the time this announcement was made and compare it to the ensuing months and, and be able to understand where we're going to be going if this thing is implemented. Well, we are wrapping up on the conversation right now and I'm going to ask of the two of you and Derek, since you just spoke, I'm going to probably start off with Nanadra. Where, where do we move on from here? How do, I mean, apart from complaining about it on social media, <laughs> possibly, how can citizens make their voice heard about this? And um, basically, how, how, what lies ahead for us? What lies ahead for us is that we are going to be paying taxes on e-transactions going forward. As to the <laughs> the amount of tax yeah. we are going to be paying, it really will depend. And I think that I, I think that the government is listening. 
I think that they are aware that there's, there's an outcry against the amount of tax they intend to put on these transactions. And so my, my hope is that they, they are going to engage with the stakeholders and like Derek, you, you were saying, they will have these conversations and understand, analyze the data that exists and un understand the burden. Because, you know, tax, it, it has to be fair. Tax has to be, has to be neutral. It can't burden one party and favor another person. Tax has to be fair. And so I'm sure the government is listening because in the end, no matter what citizens say, we are not the ones making the policies directly. We, we, can, make the, we can make the efforts. We can have these, um, I, I think some MPs have town halls. We can bring these up with our MPs. And when they go into parliament, they should, they should speak for us, you know, talk, talk to our, the decision makers that this is what the people are saying in the country and this is what they would prefer. Just consider what we are saying. I, I don't think that the government is, is going to just slap the tax on in spite of everything that we have. You know, the outcry is, is a lot. So I think that the tax is, is inevitable, like rain. It, it will happen. But the quantum, I think, is, is what right. we, we are hopeful that by having these kinds of conversations mm. and yeah. by have, educating ourselves and you know, the, the rest of the public that something will change. And then it will make life a little easier for all of us. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fingers final, crossed. Final, final thoughts. I was just going to say that if government will not listen, they will listen. <laughs> we will make them listen. <laughs> How we will make them listen, they will know very soon. You see, it's a, it's a very important uh, conversation. And you can, you can understand. An almost uh, 300 pages plus budget statement, E-Levy stands out as one of the most discussed issues out of the out of the the the, 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 the whole process it, it speaks to the heart of everyone and the fact that people don't mind paying something but people are concerned about what 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 uh people are concerned about what government uses what they pay for mm -hmm. and that's a huge concern and it's tied to this conversation it's at the heart of this conversation if I'm going home right now and the spin text road I can pass without I don't I don't have to play Mario Kart <laughs> or, or 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 Mario and dodge dodge potholes and I can get home quietly with my Benzema, I will be happy. Mm. I will, if if I must to pay more, I won't bother. But the point is that there are so so many things that are happening that 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 makes people worried. And more importantly, the alternative remains, which is cash. Mm. And people are definitely going to explore that alternative also as to how because that's what they know it works. Yeah, they that's, know, that's they what they know, know the first. Cash. That's what they know first before they mm. start building this new habit and culture. Mm. So they're going to go to cash, and when they go to cash, what happens? Government is going to spend more money in printing more money. Government is going to have to. That's why you are going to work, and then P P P bullion ban is passing with <laughs> with military and police people behind it mm. because maybe two hundred million has to be moved from one bank to the other bank. That's not the kind of society that we see if you start getting to places like Estonia today mm. or places like Singapore. All these brilliant uh, first world economies that excite us. And we travel there and we see it and we are excited about it. So our tax policies also need to benchmark good practices. So it's important that we ask ourselves, who is taxing money? Because I keep saying that mobile money is the medium through which money moves. Mm -hmm. When you tax the medium through it money moves, you are taxing anything that moves through it. So you are taxing the money. And so for whatever, whatever, or whatever purpose the money is meant to go and deliver, you're basically taxing it. And that can become an inhibitor. Exactly. And that's why this tax policy for me requires a lot of relook, requires a lot of re-engagement, requires a lot of readjustment. And more importantly, like you said, I agree with you, it can't be called back. 
But like I would love it if government plays the the Donald Trump uh, rule where it said 1.75, it can't come back and say, oh, we are listening government. Based on the discussions we've had, we want to go to 0.5. Because for me, I think that 0.5 is the best place to be at. Okay. Well, there is not very much I can add, except I'm still wondering about the consultation. Like, <laughs> the consultation really bothers me. So but you can write a letter to the MPs. Yeah, like, yeah. The consultation. Because it was very high-level consultation. Very high-level. And then the research Among well. those who wanted the tax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I hope I hope for you during the listening at home, you have a certain sense of clarity as to what exactly all of this is about and why you need to be first of all concerned and why you need to probably ha start having very decent conversations with your member of parliament or the people who represent you in and in, in those conversations that are going to be happening in the weeks leading up to the passage of you know this um particular levy or whatever it is they want to call it but i i hope you have some level of clarity i hope you understand that it's it's it's, it's not as if this is just a ghana thing this is something that is happening across the region and there, there are lessons that have been learned from across the region mm -hmm. and we really need to be very purposeful about how and what the next steps we take are because if at least four African countries have trialed taxing mobile money and have backtracked, there is a lesson to be learned there, people. I just hope we're able to learn that lesson. Um, we don't have much time on the show today. This is where we draw the curtains down on the show. And we're supposed to have a conversation with the folks at MEST. We'll have to bring that conversation to you next week, unfortunately, because this this is this is kind of like a big deal. And so, um, yes, we will bring you that conversation with the team at MEST next week. It's um, a very, very important conversation about um, a project that um you would really really love to be a part of and understand um because it has to do of course with with funding it has to do with businesses it has to do with young businesses and growing businesses in the country um so yes please make sure you stay tuned in for that conversation next week but then um for now i would like to say a big thank you to the two of you um Nanajwa, we have to have you back um i think it will be fantastic to have you back sure. um for for the show um yeah a big shout to all of you for doing the listening as well derek shout, as out, shout out to the man you fans yeah 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 <laughs> it was it one one eh was it one one two zero this is funny this is funny i'm wearing the jersey but anyway um it, it was it was it was fantastic coming your way now natalia thank you so much as well yeah. doing fantastic work wherever you are and um till next week um please do me a favor and stay techie <laughs>